the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your faith and my faith does not have to be strong to be obedient, does it? No, of course not. uh, It's not the strength of our faith, but the object of our faith. When our faith is attached to God, we can trust God to supplement the weakness of our faith. Hi there, welcome. This is Way of Grace with our pastor, Jessica Stan, from Grace Bible Church right here in Hayward. As we close the week out, we are back in the book of Judges, looking once again at Gideon and this whole notion of repentance before restoration. It's a key and crucial element to the gospel, as we'll see today. Here's Pastor Jessica Stan with our Friday edition of Way of Grace. If, in fact, we love the world, the love of the Father is not in us. Do you see what that says? So these are two mutually exclusive principles. Is not of the Father, but is of the world. Now, I want to show you two more verses that are going to emerge about this that's going to help us understand where we are in our message today, as well as our study in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, where we're dealing with the Antichrist system and the men of sin and its emergence. So notice that the world has a kind of triad of the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life as its moniker. Everywhere in the world we see it, do we not? Everywhere in the world we see it. And here is the thing that you need to know about what you see when you see it in all of its full glory. What you don't see is God. What you don't see is the glory of God. What you don't see is the honor of God. What you don't hear is the word of God. What you don't see is the glory of Christ. See, the enemy is constantly seeking to cause you to see something so that you don't see something else. It's called distraction. Did I teach you that? The five D's of the devil? Distraction, distortion, delusion, deception, and then ultimately destruction. Right. You and I are always dealing with two optics, either the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ of, or the satanic system, which comes with its own uh, wretched glory, drawing men and women to itself. You guys know that. Revelation chapter 13, 8. And the whole world wandered after the beast. Now, that's a heart wandering. It's a soul wandering. It's a longing in your inner man to want to have your own desires fulfilled in such a way that they are affirmed by the world system. Please understand that, child of God. Your master was explicit and he was unambiguous when he gave us Matthew chapter 6. And he says, wheresoever your treasure is, that's where your heart is. 
He made it plain, did he not? So I, I wrestle with that every day because the thing that I don't want to do is find myself making allegiance to this world system and defining myself by what I have instead of whose it is that has me. Very important. Very important. And yet the, the tilt into compromise is taking great satisfaction in what you own and what you possess and what you have and what you wear and what you do. It's true. And so the church is carnal because of that. And you can be carnal too, child of God, because of that. So you got to fight that very thin line between love and hate. You know, you say you love him, but by the way you act, you might just hate him. And you and I have to fight the battle of a love and hate entanglement around who is the allegiance of my life. All right. So it's important for us to get this. One of the fundamental uh, uh, carnal success principles that we need to hear is Romans 6.16. Give me a bit of that. Romans 6.16, this is what Paul says, and you can work this through. I've seen this in the church, again, for, for many years, and you and I have to think this through. Here it is. Know ye not that the one to whom you yield yourself servants to obey, his servants you are to whom you obey. Make this, understand this simply, much, much easier. Where you spend your time absolutely committed to an object, you are the slave of that object. This is what Paul is making very clear. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants. This here is a passive submission to an influence, power, and authority, a promise. You obey him, whether of sin unto what? death or obedience unto what? Righteousness. Look at verse 17. Verse 17 says, but God be thanked that you were the servants of sin. Y'all see that? You used to be operating out of a total commitment to a sinful lifestyle that dominated you and gratified you. But when once the grace of God entered into your life, and separated you unto Christ as Gideon, now you are working in contradistinction to that old system that you were committed to. Is that what the Bible's saying? Absolutely. But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered unto you, that form of doctrine being the gospel, because the gospel is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. It's the gospel that empowers you to see the world for what it is, to see sin for what it is. And it's the gospel that actually changes your spiritual palate so that you hate what you used to love. And you hate it out there. And you hate it in here. That's what a new man is. That's what a new woman is. And this false God of success, carnal success, as we have it in our outline, is often indicated by the conflation of commitment to excellence in the area of material acquisition, such as a job. I've been seeing this for years. People work on their jobs in such a way as their jobs become their gods. People work in such a way as that their jobs become their God. 
They spend more time in, on, around, about, through their job than they do with God. Because it merits you success. And the devil loves being applauded for success. I've seen young people graduate right up out of the gospel. And we paid for it. I'm tired of it. We paid for their education. And the next thing you know, they're too smart to worship the God that gave them life and breath and strength and gray matter and wisdom to get that degree to go to work. And now they bow down to the God of this world and never enter the doors of the church. It's true. It's true. The one God that's going to kill the young people is the God of success. It's going to kill them. It's going to destroy their testimony. It's going to destroy their identity. It's going to destroy their hope. And the only thing we can do as parents is pray that there's a handcuff of grace on them so that when they get out there so far, life becomes miserable because it's hard to be a sinner. When you're chosen in Christ, it's hard to be a sinner when you're born again. That's my prayer. Get them out there, Lord, and make their life miserable. Put a hole in their pockets so the money burns up. Cause them to get food poisoning when they eat all that good food. Break their relationships up when that person is an idol to them. Bust it up, oh God. Strip them of everything, everything until they come to realize that God had appointed them to salvation as their parents had told them and start towing them back in. It's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. And so we see under sub point B because we're moving the restoration of a God-centered worship. Look at verse 26. I'm going to touch on this more in point number four. I just want you to get it. And he built an altar unto the Lord God upon the top of that rock in an ordered place. And he took the second bullock that he used to pull down his father's idol. And he burnt sacrifices on it, on uh, the wood of the grove, which was cut down. And it became a witness. You guys know that. Verse 28. And when the men of the city arose in the morning, behold, the altar of Baal was cut down, one, and the grove was cut down, two, that was by it. And a second bullock was what? Offered upon the altar that was built. They woke up to the changing of the guards. Oh, by the work of a young man who became valiant for the true and the living God. Point number three, let me move on. The wonder of a weak but obedient faith. Do you see that? The wonder of a weak but obedient faith. You know that has to be the case because Gideon did it by night. That brother, no, I ain't going to face my daddy. And I'm not going to face his men because they're a bunch of religious hypocrites. I'm not going to do that. See, the, the most criminal people on the planet, the most sociopathic people on the planet are hypocritical religious folk. Do you understand that? You will get agnostics or atheists who never, ever did time in the prison of religion. That'll come home in a moment. Uh, uh, and their hearts won't be as hard as the heart of religious folk. So let me put it like this so the arrows won't come at you directly. They're going to come at you indirectly. I'm going to put it like this. Here's the reality. Our whole nation 
is a nation of compromised Christians. Our whole nation is a nation of compromised Christians. From the time that our nation was founded, so you know this one is not going to be on Facebook. You already know that. You're shutting this one down. Our whole nation started on Judeo-Christian principles. It was explicit. It was open. It was unashamed. You go back and read the Federalist Papers. You go back and read the forefathers. The Lord Jesus Christ was free to be proclaimed. The one true and living God was free to be proclaimed. And almost every statesman, almost every senator recommended that you know God if you're going to keep your freedom. It's true. It's true. They said, look. We know enough about the, about the Bible to know that man is totally depraved. That man is given to slavery when the choice of freedom is there. We know enough about the Bible, they said, to know that you need a virtue greater than yourself to keep you free. That's what they kept touting all the time. They said, you're not going to maintain a democracy if every man is going to do that which is right in his own eyes. That's where we are today. That's a slavery system. Because somebody's going to oversee that system. And that's what's going on right now. Somebody's gradually controlling all of the major levers of authority and power while the rest of us little Lilliputians are running around talking about we're free. Am I making some sense? That's where we are today. That's where we are today. And here Gideon does what he's called to do because he was sent. See, he did it over against his own sense of inadequacy because he was sent. Here again, he represents the Lord Jesus. Did not Jesus always give the reason for why he was there and what he did was because his father sent him. I have come to do the works of him that sent me and finishes the will of him that sent me and finishes work. Everywhere you read in the Gospels, Jesus is saying, I'm doing my father's bidding. Is not Gideon doing his father's bidding, his heavenly father's bidding. And that's true for you and me as well. I love this. This is John's gospel lays this out. Here's one verse that will tap it out. John 17, 3. John 17, 3 says, and this is eternal life, that they might know you, the one true God and Jesus Christ. Here it is, whom he has sent. See it? Jesus is the sent one. Every believer is really sent. You and I are all part of the apostolic call to the apostolos is the being the being sent. That's what uh, apostolos means to be sent. All of us are called to be part of a sending program. I told you that there is a theater of war somewhere to which you are being sent. And Gideon is operating out of that. I love that. Look at sub point B in our third point. The true Jew and his crew. Do you see that? I like that. That was a, a hip hop line that I made up right there real quick the true Jew and his crew. You hip hoppers, y'all can take that and roll with it. Look at verse, look at verse 27a. Then Gideon took how many men? 10 men of his servants. Now his father had a whole lot more, but he only needed 10 for this covert mission. He only needed 10. But what this points us to is an allusion to the work that Christ did when he brought about Uh, his ministry when he was here. He had 12 because the number 12 represents spiritual government. You guys know that. We have 12 tribes of Israel. We have the 12 
apostles. They represent the Old Testament and the New Testament. It is the constellation principle that we have in terms of 12 months out of the year, the cycle of years. All believers represent that spiritual dimension. You guys understand that. So this is why we have the number 12. But the number 10 also features completion. And Zechariah actually speaks to this in Zechariah chapter 8.23. Look at this. Zechariah 8.23 gives us an illusion of the one true Jew. Now listen to the language, because this here is an integration principle that applies to you and me, as it did with Gideon and his ten. Thus said the Lord of hosts, in those days it shall come to pass that how many men shall take hold out of all languages of the nations. Do you see that? Every nation, kindred, tribe, and tongue, watch this, even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is a what? Who is this Jew other than Jesus to whom all the nations take a hold of his skirt? That is his righteousness. And here's what they say. We will go with you for we have heard that what? God is with you. This here is an allusion to how the gospel draws men and women from every nation represented by 10 men to the one true Jew. That Jew is Jesus but that Jew is represented right now by who? Gideon. All right, so I want us to go on a little bit further so we can work this through. So I'm talking about the wonder of a weak but obedient faith. Let me argue this. Your faith and my faith does not have to be strong to be obedient, does it? No, of course not. Our, uh, it's not the strength of our faith, but the object of our faith. When our faith is attached to God, we can trust God to supplement the weakness of our faith. Does that make some sense? I want to say a little bit more about that for those of you who are like Gideon. And we are all like Gideon in some ways, hither and yon. God is so gracious to us that he will accommodate our weaknesses. And, and, and it will humble us that he does so. How many times have you gone through a situation where you knew um, you could have did it better than the way you did it? Like, like, like it had a whole lot of chaff around it. It had a whole lot of chaff. And God still was gracious enough to get you through that assignment. It wasn't, isn't that, do you guys know what that's like? And then you go, look at the Lord. He could have left me alone. I could have fell in that thing. I could have been embarrassed. I could have been humiliated. But the Lord watched over a brother and kept him even in my conniving and manipulation. Lord, I'm sorry, I screwed that up. Next time, give me strength to do it more boldly, more forthrightly, because you deserve it. And that's how God works. That's how God works. He works that way. And, and, And saints, don't hesitate to embrace that because you got kids, like I said, they're struggling in their faith in communities where they're entrenched about by all kind of jackals and dogs and, and hounds and, and, and leeches and everything else. And they're trying to live for God. It's ugly. It's raggedy. It's toe up. But if they're born again, it's still a faith sufficient for God to get them through. They just won't have anything to really glory in because it doesn't look that good. But it got them through. You can imagine them coming home at the end of the semester. Toe up! Toe up because of the bad choices they made. I'm talking to somebody now. I know it. Toe up because of the bad choices they made. They thought they were a strong believer when they went into that cesspool called college. And they found themselves engaging in things that they should not have 
but because they were born again. And when you are truly born again, you cannot and will not have to ever be born again because you're always born again when you're born again. That guarantees your misery. (laughs) That guarantees. So all you and I need is for that prodigal to drag herself or drag themselves back home and say, I'm glad to be at home, mama. I'm glad to be at home, daddy. And they're sitting there thinking whether or not they should go back for the second semester. Because they tore it up so bad that first semester. And God gives them grace because what he has begun in them, he will finish. And they rise up and go back the second semester. And they do a little better. And then it encourages them. You know what? I can make it. All I need to do is say no more. Double up, uh, no pun intended. No more, no more, no more. Say no more times. Say no more times. Say no more times. See, when you're going no, you're separating the wheat from the chaff. Blessed is the man that will not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful, because he says no. And then the, that, that young, your, your child notices that they can get through college because they raised their banner up and they made right choices, even though they had to get dragged through the mud a couple semesters to figure it out. Am I making some sense? All right, so very important for us to get it. The wonder of a weak faith. Have not I sent thee the true Jew and his crew? And then ultimately the cleansing of his father's house. What you see here is the cleansing of his father's house alluded to in John's gospel. Wasn't that the work that Christ did immediately upon being sent by his father to go into the temple and to clean his father's house out? He did it twice. He did it at the beginning of his ministry and then he did it at the end. Did he not? And when Jesus did it, did it not create controversy for him? So get over it. Controversy is just the way it goes. When the allegiance that is in your heart to God sets you apart from the rest of the compromisers. And that's what's going on here in our text. I love it. I could expand upon it, but I won't. It's just the work that Gideon is called to do. Well, you notice that Gideon does three things again. They enunciated it. He tore down the altar of Baal, he cut down the groves. Do you guys see that? He cut down. That means he cut down trees. Now, how many of you guys know Gideon's name? His name means hewer of the trees. His mama named him a a hewer of trees before he even went to the work. See, this is what God knows about you and me. He has these qualities and purposes for us to do the work that he's calling us to do even before we are cognizant of it. He's a hewer of trees. He's cutting down the groves. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a lot of work. Started late at night and did it all the way till the morning. That's a lot of work. Cutting down those oak trees where men and women were worshiping and committing idolatry and fornication under them. That's a lot of work. What our master did was no small feat. You go to run up in anybody's temple and try to clean it out. He went through and turned over all of the tables. And he was whipping grown men with switches. 
get an optic of that whipping their tails. Yeah, forget Michelangelo's picture of Jesus. It doesn't correspond with reality whatsoever. That brother was strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And it was all about him being sent to do the will of his father. Well, you are listening to Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. Closing out our time together today, we invite you to reach out to us. Let us know how the program encourages you in your walk with Christ. Questions, comments, prayer requests are always welcome. You can either write to us, give us a call, or stop by our website and drop us an email. Now, the best place to go, of course, is the website. Not only will you be able to write to us via email, you'll be able to get more information about who we are, what we believe, worship times, how to get here. Grace-Bible.com is our website. Again, that's Grace-Bible.com. If you wish to give us a call, the number is 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. If you're writing to us, our address is 22768 Main Street. That's 22 22- 768 Main Street, here in Hayward, the zip code 94541. That's 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California, 94541. One final note as we close out our time today, this program is listener-supported. If you wish to partner with us, we would be more than grateful. This broadcast airs throughout the Bay Area, as well as online, impacting thousands for the sake of Christ. And that is our hope and our goal. If you'd like to partner with us along those lines, feel free to write or give us a call. No gift is too large, no gift too small, whether a one-time gift or a monthly support. You're more than welcome to reach out. We would love to partner with you as we minister the gospel of Jesus to the Bay Area and the World Wide Web. Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time, may Christ be your way of grace. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.